you got three games in the NFC that are very telling this week. You have tonight's game, you have Minnesota-Carolina, and you have the Rams and the Eagles, which is really going to set the top of the NFC this week. Yeah, it is, and and not the least of which is these are all playoff teams that uh, could affect home seeding. You know, the head-to-head is so important. Beginning with tonight's game, you know, Atlanta, we thought it gotten back on a roll. Uh, but uh, and obviously New Orleans with what they're doing offensively, really impressed. You know, with the running game between Ingram and Kamara. Kamara's on pace for almost 80 receptions. So what they're doing offensively, the question is, are they how real are they really on defense? Clearly better, but are they really that much better? And then the Minnesota, to me right now, Minnesota's the most intriguing team in the NFC, maybe the NFL. For them to go in and on the road and play an Atlanta team who's coming off two 30-plus point performances, one of them at Seattle, and hold them to three field goals, and then what they're doing offensively, yeah, it's, it's going to get real interesting. Yeah, you know, the, you start to, you can't worry about it, but they're playing better than anybody in the NFC, and you can't worry about whether or not a Case Keenum is ever going to turn back into a pumpkin somewhere along the way. You just play the games. Yeah, I think he's shown enough now uh, to, that you don't have to worry about the other shoe dropping. Now, we, I don't know that we've really given as good as that defense is, that we've seen him in a, okay, you got to put it up 45 times, let's see what you can do. But clearly within, uh, you know, the good defense, the explosiveness with Thiel and Diggs, uh, the good running game that's kind of uh, emerged even after the injury to their good rookie. Uh, yeah, I think we're past the point where we're waiting for Case Keenum to fall apart. He may, he may not have that Hall of Fame 45 throw, 500 yard, four touchdown performance in him, but I don't think we're going to see him fall apart. Uh, I said last week we'd learn about the Eagles these two weeks. The two games against teams that could beat them, both weeks staying out on the on the West Coast. They lose the game to Seattle. Seattle desperately needed the game. And now they come back. And this game, to me, says a lot about the Eagles. They're playing the other young team in the conference. They're playing the other young quarterback in the conference. And if the Eagles slip in this one, a lot of people are going to say, ah, they, be, they want a so- they're going to win a soft division. It's a down year in a division. You know, we're Giants down and the Cowboy problems. And they're going to lose some respect for this team. This is a very big game for the Eagles this week. Yeah, and they, you can understand the first half they stumbled around a little bit, really played a pretty good second half in Seattle, one of the most difficult places to play. The fun thing is these two teams are mirror images of one another. And, yeah, you should give the advantage to the Rams because they are at home. But you're right, if, if the Eagles can win this game, then just the flip side of that, I think they're right there with Minnesota, that, okay, we're, we're, we're the teams you're going to have to beat. If they lose, certainly, you know, they should, don't need to panic, but it does put a little chink in the armor that, okay, now if you should have to go on the road, are you really a championship-caliber club? And not only that, now you start to look at the Rams as a team that could wind up with a bye, as a team that could be... Right in the mix. I mean, the Rams have Seattle, Tennessee, and San Francisco to finish up. So they got the nine a game in their pocket. They got trips to Seattle and Tennessee after the Eagles. This game, if they get to 10 this week, they're going to be a major factor the rest of the way. Uh, no question. And I could say the same thing about them yep. that I did Philadelphia. You know, the only qualifier, what are we waiting for? Well, can the second-year quarterback, the second-year coach really pull it together? But you're talking about really good defenses, balance on offense and defense, good special teams. You know, they're built for it, the only qualifier. And, and until they do it, we're going to have those questions. Until Wentz or Goff can win a championship, we're always going to say, well, but can they win the big game? Um, where, the nine, where, where the Packers are right now, 
at six and six. They have the Browns this week. They go to seven and six. S- ten wins is probably not gonna. They have a game with Minnesota left, and ten wins will m- not automatically get them in because they don't even have a tiebreaker say against Atlanta at ten and six because Atlanta beat them. Atlanta has tiebreakers over everybody, over Dallas, over Seattle, over over uh, uh, over uh, Green Bay. Would you bring him? Uh, they tell me he looks great at practice. Would you bring him back because it's him, or would you be leery of bringing Rodgers back with not having a guaranteed playoff run? Or do you say, I'm not worried about that, let me bring him back for the last three games and go to town? Well, let's remember, they do have a tiebreak with Seattle. So, yeah, 10 wins, and odd as it sounds to say 10 wins isn't guaranteed, but it could be. And if, and if we're close to that, yeah, I bring them back because this is a team that has gotten better in other areas because they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And now if you bring him back into the equation, now if you're out of it, if it's not going to happen, no, no way. Why well, if they lost to Cleveland, if they don't lose to Cleveland, they're seven and six, they're still going to be alive. So then with three games to, to go, you're going to bring them back then. Sure. Yeah. If he's if he's ready to go, they say he's and, ready and to go. As the things are folding, yeah. yeah. Let's. Hey, I'd say why not? You know, particularly with with if the doctors sign off and say, look, he's no more at risk for for further injury than if, than any other hit at that point. And that comes down to the doctors now. Then uh, sure, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, listen. As long as they tell you that, I, I guess I wouldn't be leery about it. As long as they could confidently tell me he could take a hit on it, because right. let's be honest, where they are, the six and six teams are not in good shape right now because Carolina's already got eight and they're not in first place. Atlanta's got seven and five and they have tiebreakers over everybody and Seattle's got eight and they're not in first place. You know, it's going to be hard to get in the postseason this year. You might need 11 to get in. Yeah, you might, uh, but but uh, I like my chances at 10 and six uh, with Seattle if I won head-to-head to Seattle. So you're right. I don't know if it's a long shot. But yeah, I'd go ahead and play him. Of course, that's easy because it's not my collarbone. And I'll tell you this, Carolina plays Minnesota this week. How interesting is this? Because Carolina's 8-4. and four. They have Minnesota. They have Green Bay. They have Tampa Bay. And they have a trip to Atlanta. You know, that Minnesota Green, that, that Carolina-Green Bay game could be an enormous playoff game there. That's another big one. I mean, so... Uh, you got Atlanta, you got Carolina, you got Seattle, all those teams battling right now for these wild cards. And Carolina could still win a division, of course, if, if Atlanta could beat New Orleans tonight. But you got all these teams, and a lot of them play each other the last three weeks of the season. Yeah, of all the teams you laid out, Carolina is my biggest concern. Just the inconsistency on offense. Defense is obviously very good. They're not very good in the red zone, which is a little problematic. And the matchup with the games. Uh, again, the heads to head, the head to heads will, will, could very well decide this. And in that regard, in terms of the schedule, I think Green Bay, obviously New Orleans, uh, Atlanta, I, I think there's a lot of, I think, I think Carolina has the toughest path, quite frankly. Green Bay has games against Carolina and Minnesota when they come back after the Cleveland game. So if they beat Cleveland this week, they got those two games still to play. Now, Minnesota's thinking, you know, number one seed is what they're thinking about right now. But I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see this. And if you're Dallas, you're sitting there at six and six, saying, "Well, what about us if we can get to ten and six? They have the Giants this week, so I mean, they're not out of it, but it's gonna it's gonna take them to run the table to have any chance." Yeah, I, I, I you know, it's great you get to play it. All you can hope to be is relevant in December, but that's too long of odds for Dallas. Well, I agree with you. Those six and six teams, who they're playing, what's in front of them, what the head to heads are, uh, those are those are long, long odds. All right, the Shazier thing. Pittsburgh has Baltimore. New England has is at Miami. Although Tom Brady has struggled in Miami before, we expect him to win there. Now they'll come the game next week. 
How much will Shazier affect their next couple of weeks, do you think, affect that defense with Baltimore and then the Pats in the big game next week? A lot, a lot. Both he and Joe Hayden, you know, those were big losses. Now, they're still going to be solid, but Shazier holds that thing together in the middle. He's really become an elite linebacker uh, beyond the fact that the emotional leader of the team, uh, This, yeah, that that's a big loss. Not insurmountable, uh, but not, you know, not you just soon have them, right? Oh, without question. And what about having that kind of serious injury hanging over a team? How much do you worry about that being a, a factor for your players? Well, you know, it's it's just one of those things that, that uh, that's what each team at this point, everybody's having to deal with it at some point, deal with different issues. This defense, again, they're not, they're primarily a zone, zone pressure, so it's not like missing a man corner. Uh, you know, you can replace that as compared to some other defenses. So, yeah, but everybody's having to deal with some losses at some point. Kansas City's in a free fall. I went to the game last week uh, against the Jets. Their offense looked great. It looked very good. They made big plays in their passing game with Hill and with uh, Kelsey. Their defense was absolutely abominable. It was so bad. Now they've suspended Peters. Revis, they took off the field because he couldn't cover anybody. I mean, they gave up 500 yards to the Jets. I mean, uh, that team is in a complete free fall. How do you feel about Kansas City right now? Yeah, I did a the thing on them on Playbook yesterday. The defense is shocking how bad they are. They're misaligning. They're passive. They're getting blown off the ball. Um, they're missing tackles. It uh, doesn't mean they can't get it back together, but you know, it's shocking to see You know that the defense that looked so good early in the season Houston's been neutralized to a degree. Um, yeah, it's it's and 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 Bob Sutton's an outstanding coach. It's not like they're being, you know, the coaching or, no, or good coach. Yeah, bad, no, we know, Bob but they well, are. Yeah. Um, they're just for some reason just a shell of what they've been defensively. They have the Raiders this week at home, and then next week they play the Chargers in prime time on a Saturday night in home. So the, the Chargers are the hot team, the now team. Chargers have uh, next week at. Kansas City in prime time, so that could be a game that, who knows, maybe decides everything, but it's right in front of the Chiefs the next two weeks with Oakland in this week and then San Diego in next week. Yeah, break it down. Who's playing the best defense and has the best quarterback? That combination, it's clearly the Chargers. I agree. Right now, they're the better team. The, you know, unless something happens right now, you know, they opened 0-4. So they're 6-2 and in their last eight games. They've won three games in a row. Uh, they play Washington this week, and then they're at Kansas City. So very good chance they're 7-6 and going in, and then they play that primetime game. Uh, very good chance. And they would be only the second 0-4 team in history to make the playoffs. Yeah, and and the first team that in, in a move after a move that hasn't gone eight and eight and not made the playoffs. Amazing, uh, you know what they've been able to do this year. It really is, and they've played very solid football of late. They really have. Yeah, and the early losses, we thought, well, this they're a terrible team. Go back and look at who they lost to. Now, you know, the teams that now we realize weren't all that bad. Yeah, they lost to Kansas City and Philly, uh, as a matter of fact. And yeah. Denver, who would have thought you know, they lost that 24-24-1 game yeah. to Denver? How about Denver for a second? You don't usually see a f- team with that kind of culture, that kind of proud team, fall apart. They haven't won a game since October 1st. Well, the quarterback position is a mess, and the defense with you know Wade Phillips, you can't discount the fact the loss to Wade Phillips that, that uh, changed the equation a little bit. That it was a double whammy for him they couldn't overcome. 
You know, and you got a young coach there who probably can't even figure out which end is up right now. Well, yeah, a little bit of a deer in the headlights, I think. And John Elway has to take some, you know, when you let a good coach like Mike McCoy go, uh, yeah, I think that tells you you're a little dis- dysfunctional right now. How do you feel about your old team, the Ravens, right now with 7-5? and five? Uh, Their schedule looks great for them. How good they really are, who knows. But, boy, the schedule is really favorable for them. Be a big win for them if they get in Pittsburgh to show, okay, we could get into the playoffs. If we do, we could be pretty good. Do you, you know, right now, the way the wild card looks in the AFC, they still have a, a a good chance to be that second wild card. Oh, no question about it. No question about it. So it's just one of those things where, uh, again, there's times they can look really good, uh, or and the defense looks for real. But that offense, at the end of the day, they just their last in verticals. Uh, they had a couple against Detroit last time they played uh, Pittsburgh. They did not have a pass over 16 yards, and that's got to change. If they get that going, then who knows? Uh, who do you, We're talking about Brian Billick, of course. Who do you like better the rest of the way? They're right there together right now, uh, and they play the last week of the season in Tennessee. You like Tennessee or you like Jacksonville? And is the difference maker just the fact that they play in Tennessee the last week of the season? Tough one, because I love Marcus Mariota and I love Tennessee, but that defense in Jacksonville... Yeah, that's a tough one. The defense in Jacksonville or Bortles or Mariota and the defense in Tennessee. That's, you know, I, my inclination is to go with the defense but uh, uh, at this point. But uh, I think from that standpoint, it's a toss-up. Tennessee has Arizona and San Francisco the next two weeks. Uh, they might catch a break here, you know that? Good combination. Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks. We'll talk next week, Brian. Appreciate it. Sounds good. All right, Brian Billick, brought to you by SeatGeek. Buying seats can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to be uh, to get it done with SeatGeek. Here's what you do. To get the most bang out of your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats at the best price for you. And if it doesn't end with sports, they can do it for concerts, for comedies, for theater, you name it. Best of all, new users get $20 off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code BILLICK, B-I-L-L-I-C-K. That's promo code BILLICK, B-I-L-L-I-C-K, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. See it live with SeatGeek. Right seat, right now, right from your phone.